You're listening to ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Maurice Pickard, your host, and with me today is Dr. Chris Gonzalez, Assistant Professor of Urology at the Feinberg School of Medicine, Northwestern University. Thank you, Dr. Gonzalez, for joining us. Uh, Today we're going to be discussing volunteer physicians. Dr. Gonzalez has recently returned from Casablanca as part of a program sponsored by the Sister Cities of Chicago, which has an ongoing relationship with this city. Dr. Gonzalez, what made you initially begin to do this kind of professional work? Uh, well, I was in the National Guard for 10 years, uh, helping to pay for medical school and also you know, serving. And we would go to places like this. We went to uh, Wyatt, south of Guayaquil, Ecuador, basically in the middle of nowhere, and uh, just saw the great need and, and just the good things that we could do with the resources that we have in this particular country. So when I came on staff in, uh, at Northwestern, decided to go ahead and get this arranged with my partners. What kind of day-to-day stresses would you say you experience practicing in a third-world country? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, obviously, anytime you're in a surrounding that's not familiar to you, it's always very stressful, uh, can be stressful. But I think after a while, after you settle in, usually after the first day or so, it, it becomes a lot better. And I think also just kind of getting familiar with the people, and there's sometimes a language barrier, which also can be something that's uh, a little bit uh, difficult. Uh, Those are the main things that really, once you overcome those, and it is, you can overcome those, then I think it becomes easier to settle in. And from a surgical standpoint, also using different equipment. We try to bring down as much equipment as we can, but it's not practical to bring everything down. So I think also becoming familiar with the equipment the scrub nurses and the language barriers as we spoke about are the, are the biggest things. What would you say are the biggest rewards you've experienced? The biggest reward is, is basically helping people, and it's uh, really not a cliche. I think it, you really do see that, and we all have that opportunity as physicians to do that here at home, but I think also going to other places where people don't have access to care and allowing them to have access to care, I think, is something that's really important. I think it makes you feel good, and, and with all the different things surrounding us in healthcare today, I think it kind of grounds us back to, you know, why we became physicians. At least it does for me, and I think it's, it's a very good feeling, and it's, everybody on our trip uh, pretty much feels the same way on those things. Can you remember offhand what was the best day you've had in all these experiences? The best day? Yes, the best day that we had uh, was this was in Morocco, uh, was a woman that uh, had a basically a non-functioning kidney and had several attempts from a history of recurrent stone disease uh, to clear her of stones. Her kidney finally stopped functioning, and they wanted us to show them how to do laparoscopy. So we performed a laparoscopic nephrectomy. It was a very difficult case with pretty rudimentary equipment, and uh, we did make it through, and we did the case successfully. And I think that was a really good feeling because... We worked together with the Moroccan urologists, and also I think that uh, we taught each other. I mean, we learned how to use their equipment. They gave us some tips on how they did things, and it was a successful outcome for the patient. Uh, so everybody, everything turned out really well. What are the things you learned from, say, the Moroccan physicians? I think very practical things. Um, I think in this country, we basically, there's a lot of waste, I think. And I, I think people are getting much better with this. But what I've noticed is, they don't really waste a whole lot. And I think just with the resources they have, with just the way they maybe they sterilize the equipment or 
how sometimes they reuse things. And I think sometimes that, that might be a, a concept that is a little bit uh, different for us here in the United States. But watching how they're very frugal with their equipment and, and how they use things and, and, and totally in a safe way, I think those are things that we can really learn a lesson from as far as uh, uh, you know, how we could do these things better to save money, just being better for our patients in general. So, Very good. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Maurice Pickard, your host, and our guest today is Dr. Chris Gonzalez, and we're talking about volunteer physicians. Dr. Gonzalez, have you continued to have relationships with the Moroccan physicians or any of the other countries' physicians that really uh, have expanded your horizons? Absolutely. Uh, we've been to Honduras about three times uh, in the past several years, and we definitely still stay in touch with the Honduran urologist. There's one main Honduran urologist that we work with. Uh, we see him at the American Urologic Associating meeting. We've seen him there twice, which is really nice. Uh, and every once in a while, if there's a tough case he has, uh, he'll, he'll send it up to or he'll uh, email us and we'll email back. And, and just staying in touch, I think it's a really it's a nice relationship. Uh, he's a very accomplished urologist, so it really has been our pleasure to, to work with him. Also in China, we were in China this past August, and uh, this was actually a really good experience of working with the Chinese urologists. And again, we do still exchange emails uh, with them, and uh, our hope is we can get them to come to the United States as we were just over there. I have to ask you, what was your worst day that you can remember, or maybe there's been several? Yeah, uh, there there have been some, and you know, one of the cases uh, that we were working on where was a man, uh, basically where just difficult case, and it, it was a prostate case, and you know, we did everything we could, but it was really stuck and difficult case, and we really couldn't complete the case, so we had to basically um, uh, stop doing the case, you know, for his own safety. But it was a little bit disappointing because I think the expectations of well, here are the American doctors and. You know, they're going to fix him, and, you know, just the inability to do the case for technical reasons, I think, was very disappointing. But, you know, again, I think we're trying to look at, step back and look at the big picture. We don't want to hurt anybody, and these are, you know, situations that we have to, you know, exercise common sense. I think we made the right choice, but just was really disappointing, you know, because I think these people look forward to, uh, you know, trying to have their, their, that this is their opportunity to have care, you know, uh, given to them that they may not have access to, and, uh, I think when you can't give that, I think that's a little bit of a disappointing feeling. And, and that's not just the only time. There's, there, there are times when that does happen, just very difficult cases sometimes. And certainly American physicians, uh, certainly not your generation, but previous generations always seem to have the answer, or at least that's what they tried to convey to their patients. Uh, unfortunately, as you well know, not all problems can be solved. How have you merged this particular interest of yours uh, into your ongoing American practice? Well, you know, it, it is. It's a lot of work, and, and really the planning is where most of the work is. I think when we get to the trip, that's the fun part. Uh, you know, and the planning, you know, going from financial to gathering equipment, and, you know, also, you know, our patients will give us uh, donations, which will help us uh, generate the funds in order to go on these types of trips. I, I think that, that it is difficult. So, you know, we, we try and break it up as a group. There are several of us that are involved we just try and make time for it. It's a good question, but we really just try and make time for it. Um, it's not something that's totally consuming, but, you know, when we do go on the trip, that's about a, we don't want to make our trips any more than four or five days. So the length of the trip really isn't uh, overwhelmingly time-consuming into somebody's life. And the planning, if it's broken up appropriately, can definitely be done. Um, and, you know, after the first trip was always the hardest after that, 
they become easy because we kind of get to know, okay, here's what we need to do, here are the resources that we need, and then we also have other contacts that help us with this too. So, Do you do this with several doctors? We do. There's about a core of about six or seven of us here in the Department of Urology uh, that we uh, do it with. Um, so, and we, I try and rotate. So I, I've gone on all the trips, as has two other people, and then we try and rotate different specialties of urology, different specialists within the uh, subspecialists within urology to come with us. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Reach MDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Maurice Pickard, your host, and your guest along with me today is Dr. Chris Gonzalez, who is discussing volunteer physicians. I've heard, uh, often quoted, this is the hardest job I've ever loved. Does that ring any bell with you? Absolutely does. Um, in it, every trip is a little bit different, but certainly in a place like Honduras, we would operate uh, 18 hours a day. We'd go home and sleep for about four hours and come right back and do the same thing for three straight days, hop on a plane and go home. So it was incredibly hard work, but had a great time working with our colleagues uh, from Honduras, also working with each other. Um, we would take a couple of residents with us, uh, you know, and, and it's just another extension of the teaching that we do. It just was a great time, and everybody can tell you they worked very hard, but it's one of those experiences in your life that you, it's just something, you, it makes you feel good about what you did, and, you know, you, you want to tell people what you did to get more people involved. Does your university support you in this? Not technically. We, we have tr- the university does their own thing with uh, the medical school where they will go down to, I believe they go down to Guatemala, and they do basically primary care work. This is just something that we kind of do, um, and uh, we have had some help from our hospital as far as, you know, providing equipment for us to go down or whatnot. But as far as the university, we are going to start working with people within the university to make these multidisciplinary trips where not just surgeons are going down, but also primary care physicians. And we can also get uh, uh, medical students in addition to the residents. So that is something that we are uh, looking into doing. You know, you mentioned the long hours that you put in. Does this beat you up, so to speak, when you come back to practice in Chicago, or do you feel refreshed or revitalized? I would say it's the latter. Uh, You certainly are tired, but I certainly think the work that you're doing, the fun that you're having, um, and certainly the the good that you're doing, um, I I think that it it makes me, it definitely refreshes me. I feel re-energized when I come back. I kind of get back into the the roots of why I'm doing this, why I'm a physician. Sometimes I think with all the pressures that we have as physicians, we lose that perspective. But when you certainly go down to a place uh, like Honduras, Morocco, or China, wherever, I think you kind of get that back. Is you know, it's it's a good feeling uh, to be a physician and to do the right things for people. What are the countries you visited already? We've uh, visited uh, Honduras. We've visited Morocco, Casablanca, and also uh, China. And that was just this past August. Uh, currently, we have we're trying to organize as a trip to Ecuador up to the Quito, Ecuador area uh, uh, for a trip. And as a segue into that, is there anything unique about any of these countries that affected how you practiced? Honduras is a great country, but unfortunately, it's a very poor country. So the resources that we had in Honduras were very limited. So that did affect how we practiced. We had to think about that. We had to bring down a lot more equipment. Uh, a lot more planning went into that. Uh, China, for instance, uh, was a place that had quite a bit of equipment. Uh, there was a lot of planning that went into it, but as far as logistics of hauling a bunch of equipment, that was not an issue. Uh, we basically told them what they asked us certain cases that they had they wanted us to do. We would bring certain types of suture or maybe some fine instruments, but other than that, 
we did not have to bring, you know, hundreds of pounds of equipment down with us. So that's two examples of the different types of trips uh, that we had to prepare for. Was there any difference in the patients themselves from one country to the other? No, I don't think there are. I think that, you know, there, there can be a, a language barrier, whether they're speaking Arabic, French, uh, Spanish, or uh, Chinese. You know, I don't think there's any difference. They're all uh, people that are seeking care. And, uh, you know, I just I think the biggest thing is we just wish we could do more for them. Um, unfortunately, we, we, we do take care of adults, and unfortunately, you know, they'll always be coming with, they'll, they'll bring a, a child with them. Uh, can you help this, my child, he has this or he has that. And, you know, we're like, geez, we're always talking about is there a way we can start bringing down a pediatrician, an internist, somebody who can do the things that we can't do. It sounds like there's certainly a lot of need. Uh, I want to thank Dr. Chris Gonzalez, who has been our guest, and we've been discussing volunteer physicians. I'm Dr. Maurice Pickard, and you've been listening to Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.